You're listening to season two of Kids Cue the Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, composers, performers, and kids. Kids like you. We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had the chance to ask. And we'll listen to music to see what makes it so interesting and fun and sometimes strange. Because music is for you. I am your co-host, Arlene. And I am your co-host, Rebecca Lane, Sarah's mom and director and owner of the Lane School of Music. Let's Let's cue the music. Music. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Kids Music. Thank you for joining us today. I am your co-host, Rebecca Lane. And I'm the other co-host. My name is Sarah Lane. And today we're chatting with Jialyang Zhu, pianist and member of the Bedford Trio. Jialyang, are you there? Yes. Hello, everyone. It's a great honor and pleasure to be on your podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is going to be fun. Sarah, would you like to do the honors of asking the first question? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your name, your age, what instruments you play, and how you got started as a musician? Rebecca pronounced my name very well. My name is Jia Liang Zhu. I am originally from China, a tropical island in the southern tip of China. So people sometimes ask me why you chose Canada. But when I was nine, I actually went to Beijing to study. That's quite a bit colder than the tropical island that I grew up on. And then after finished high school, I came to Toronto and stayed in Toronto ever since. And I love the friends I met here and people here. In terms of how I started studying piano, it it was maybe semi-accident. So my cousin was learning piano at the time. So every time we have family gathering, she will perform a little bit. And there was one time it was her birthday and she had to perform something on her own birthday party. But I was facing the other way, just staring at the birthday cake. I prob- I was probably three or four and I was just waiting when she finished. <laughs> and so when my, when she, my cousin finished playing, my parents asked, uh, would you like to have a piano as well? And I probably nodded. But I felt I was nodding to the cake. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But they took that as a, yes, she wants to study piano too. <laughs> so the next thing I knew was, boom, I have a piano in my living room too. <laughs> yeah. So you so, started when you were really small then? I think four and a half. I don't know, maybe Zara started violin around the same age or something. Yeah, I think I started when I was three. Three and a half, four, mm. yeah, something like that. Yeah. I want to study piano. You say no. I know, you did. <laughs> Well, I have I have a plan actually. Tell me now. To, I'm not going to get into it right now. We'll talk about it later. But I have a a plan to get you started in piano lessons. That I, All right. You need a we're birthday not to cake. Get a piano too. Yeah, maybe it should involve <laughs> birthday cake. Hmm? Maybe you should actually get a piano. We would need to get a piano for you to take piano lessons. That is true. Right. Yeah. Crucial. Do you remember what kind of cake you got at that birthday party? I just remember it was very big. I guess compared to the size of a four-year-old, it was just the most attractive thing. So I was backing my my cousin the whole time. I was very impolite. That is so <laughs> funny. And is this like a memory that you have to this day of seeing the yes. cake and being at the party? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I can't resist cake, but like it also makes my mouth feel a little weird after I eat it. So I can't have, I like it, I can't really have it. I can't have too much or else I feel sick. If you saw a cake, yeah, I, if if or, I saw like a giant Lego set, I'm I I go crazy. Okay, so question for you, Zara: If you saw a cake, a Lego set, 
or someone playing piano, which one would you want to enjoy the most? Probably, like I said, interesting. (laughs) Somehow that was my answer too. (laughs) I see where your true passions lie. Very interesting. Okay. What does a normal day look for you as a pianist? How much do you have to practice? Ooh, I think I have to describe my routine pre-pandemic and current routine. So growing up, actually, I, I practice a lot more than right now. There's a saying that musician kids who study music doesn't have childhood because we spend all the time after school at our instrument. So I used to do eight hours, seven to eight hours. And that amount will increase during winter and summer holiday. And our my teacher will make me and my mom, I guess, make a summer holiday plan. That's not a holiday plan. It's just what time I get up, what time I brush my teeth, what time I have breakfast, what time I get to my piano bench, and how long I stay there, and then what time I do my homework. <laughs> so that was very intense, uh, all the way up to finishing high school, I guess. That is a lot of practicing. I I I do about maybe five minutes of violin a week. Well, we've been kind of on a COVID diet lately. Yeah. Scraping by. But that's the good thing about COVID. You don't have to do a lot of things. <laughs> that is sort of. The bad thing about COVID is that they shut down so many things like hockey. I'm probably not going to be able to play hockey another mm-hmm. time of the year again. Well, maybe at the rink in the back. No, I mean a hockey, hockey, oh, hockey, hockey, hockey. That's true. But now you have more time to practice violin and piano if you start piano. <laughs> and like, you, think you could fit in eight hours of practicing a day. <laughs> no, but I probably would go to the piano a lot after practicing. I'd say you probably would. Well, one of the things I want to know about piano is like how to actually play the piano. I can't play the piano. I I can't play the piano properly. I just feel like, well, I mean, since we're talking to a pianist, (laughs) maybe you can tell us, Julianne. What I know, it's like typing though, because you you have to memorize where all the keys are or something, or what you know, some tips or whatever. Mm. I just find my way to. I just think of the note in my head and I fumble with the keyboard until I find it. I'm sure. Being a violinist, you have great ears. So you know a lot of tunes that you like, right? And I think if you just randomly touch the key, you'll hear the, that scale. And that's a recurring pattern, like you said. With pia- Piano doesn't have as many different keys as a key- computer. So that's actually um, a good thing. So The pattern you, repeats itself. Yeah. So there are only seven white keys, seven different white keys, and that repeats. And the, the black keys in between creates the chromatic scale. So you can start with just those seven notes and then play mm-hmm. some of the tunes you know. Don't worry about using the right fingering or making your hand look nice. Just play the tune that you love first. I think that's a good entry. <laughs> mm, that's great advice. Play something that you enjoy. I had a question and then I forgot it. What was it? It was, oh, yeah, the eight hours a day. I really like am fascinated by this. Practicing eight hours a day as a child. Did you do that? Even at, like after you got home from school on school days, how did you fit that in? That's just so, so I, many hours. But maybe she did it before she went to school. Oh, well, maybe we should just see what she said. Maybe I think eight hours is more the during winter and summer break. I see. Okay. Yeah, because that sounds a little unrealistic <laughs> considering <laughs> if I still have to do school and have homework. So I assume maybe during during the semesters I had four to five a day. And I wasn't going to the bench willingly all the time, of course. I had my mom as the supervisor and coach Mm -hmm. at home. Yeah. So it was just... I want to start Peter even more now. I want to start now. 
Be like Grinch playing the piano. I think what you need, Sarah, because I've been thinking about this a lot. I bet I probably still practice it more than I did violin. Well, uh, you're not quitting violin, but here's the thing: I think you might need a practice buddy for violin. Did you ever have a practice buddy, Jiliang? Or have you ever been one? Do you know what I don't that think is? you're going to be a great practice buddy. Exactly, I'm not a great. If, practice if I were to have a practice mom. buddy for like piano, it'd probably be Cork. She plays piano. I don't think it can be your best friend. Why can't? Bu- be by buddy, friend? you mean someone that. Sit next to you when you practice. Then my mom was my practice buddy. Mm, okay, so yeah, I don't think you'd recruit. A practice buddy is someone who sits next to you when you practice. Uh, you During COVID times, it's online, but usually it's like an older student, like someone who's maybe in high school, who also plays your instrument and isn't a teacher yet, but maybe is thinking about teaching and would like to enjoy it, would like to try it out, and would like some experience. And so, a couple times a week, you set them up. With I don't think younger students, I don't think I want to do that. I don't know. I don't want to help you just practice. No, I'm just to make sure you get it done. I'm better with kids my age. I don't it, like if they're over late. I don't know if someone your age would actually make you practice though. Thank you guys. Oh, maybe chat. you can you can have a practice log and you make Nicole right your best friend. So you both keep keep track of the log so that you check in at the end of the day with each other. It's like, I did it today. Check check check. And then at oh. the end of the week, you can give both of yourself a little reward. That would be That's fine. a new model of practice buddies. Yes, like a practice accountability partner. Yes. <laughs> that might be fun. That's a good idea. I don't know if we'd get up to anywhere near like hours of practice a day, but maybe we can get into the hours per week. That would be good. It'd probably be like, maybe if I practice 30 minutes a day, that would lead three times seven. In hours? 30, 30 210. 210 minutes, which is like six and a half hours. That's impressive. Yeah, that would be good. Okay, we need to move on to the next question. You are a member of the Benchport Trio. Can you tell us a little bit what Trio is? And I think we already explained it in the number in another episode, but you can still do it. And um, how you started making music together. All right. No, we explained this in another episode. I'm curious to hear. No, we talked about a trio in another episode. Okay, okay. Oh, and here's free. Okay, so trio is the trio part. Tree part means three, number three of something. So a trio can include three instruments of any kind. And particularly in our case, we call ourselves a piano trio, but it actually doesn't have three pianos in it. That will generate a lot of sound, but we actually have violin, cello, but I'm honored that the name includes piano trio rather than the violin trio or cello trio. It is um, funny that it's called it, a piano trio. Like it'd be the string trio because oh yeah, piano is basically a string instrument. Well, a string trio is actually something different, though. Still, like it's a string trio. Yes, just weird because um there wasn't there were three boys in my class last year, and they still called themselves a trio. Triple O trio. Interesting. Very interesting. So yeah. tell us about your trio, Gita, the Bedford yeah. trio. So our trio started as part of University of Toronto chamber music class. So students will find their own partner to form string quartet or string or piano trio, piano quartet, piano quintet. The number can grow infinitely. But I, I would I would say quartet and trio are most popular. So we formed as part of the chamber music class and we had mentors from the Griffin Trio and um, alongside... I feel like our, I've heard of the Griffin Trio before. Yes. They are teachers kind of at like the Gryffindor. university. Out of like Gryffindor. Yeah, but, <laughs> <not> the <right. laughs> but they don't carry around wands and quidditch sticks. And 
So the Griffith Trio was your was our mentor. Trio. Yeah. yeah. And then after one year, our violinist, Alessia DiSimino, she graduated from master's. So we can no longer stay as a student group. But we loved playing with each other so much that uh, we decided to stick together and organize our own concerts and participate in summer music festival. Yeah, so we were we started playing together in 2016. So by now, how many years are we? Five years, over five years. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I think now it's 2022. So you're going on six years, probably. Yeah. Because yeah. like 16 plus six. Cool, sweet. Very good. We started in September, so we're in, we are like five and a half, maybe mm. by now. Yeah, getting up there. That's a long time to be together as a trio. Yes. So, like, what kind of music does a piano trio play typically? There are quite a lot of classical repertoires already. Starting from the classical period, we have Haydn, we have Mozart, and then Beethoven. And they actually wrote a lot. And so usually when we, when a new group start, they usually do two pieces a year. They always start with the classical and then try something different. So mm-hmm. we have into the romantic period, we have Brahms. There are so many composers. There are so many. For, yes. Schumann, uh, every, every uh, Schubert, composer every composer. Pieces. So probably Azara, the violin pieces you played, the composer have written some, some piano trio. And because I guess cello was developing maybe a little slow, more slowly compared to piano and violin. So the beginning of that, the classical repertoire, cello plays the same note as piano left hand. So and oh, interesting. our cellist Andrew will probably feel a little bored because just doubling my my left hand. Not as, so interesting to play. <laughs> not so interesting. So we haven't tried any Haydn, but <laughs> we, we will try. We'll give it some new... New interpretation on that simple cello line. But mm-hmm. as the time went on, cello took on more and more elaborate role. And then the three instruments became more equal and more conversational. So we have more fun. It's like having dialogue with each other. But we do have fight from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> like any good ensemble should, I think. It's good to have a good debate every now and then. Some dynamics or something. I have too many debates. With your friends? No, just in general. Oh, interesting. So you re- you sent us a recording of a piece, your trio, playing a piece that was written for your trio by Catherine yes. Petkovsky. This sounds so interesting to me. Can you tell us a little bit about like how that works, that a composer wrote something for your ensemble? Did they ask you if they could write something? Did you ask them? We got to know Catherine actually through University of Toronto Piano Trio Composition Competition. It's a long name. So this event was organized by the university. Every year there, there's a res- ensemble in residence and the composition major students will write for that particular ensemble. In the past year, it has been string quartet. And then the ensemble in residence will select the winner piece and then, and they will also hold reading sessions to, to perform in a semi-formal way all the submissions. So. Despite the pandemic last year, we were able to host the competition over Zoom and we got five excellent submissions and Catherine's piece won the competition. So is she a student composer? Yeah, she was in at the time master's program at the ah, time. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we have a recording of her piece. Is it okay if we listen to it together? Yes, please. Okay, let's hear it. 
that's it. That's the first movement of the Catherine's Piano Trio Number One. I was going to ask: Is there more of the same? Is that just part of it, or is that the whole thing? So that's part of it. Two more movements. Oh, amazing! What did you think, Sarah? Did it sound like anything you had ever heard before? I feel like I've sound. I've heard something like that. That's a good sign. That means that the composer wrote like familiar sounds, but they were also new. Maybe you would want to play in a group with your friends. You'll play yeah, violin, and then maybe Nicole will be on piano, and you find a cellist. Well, your brother plays cello. Oh, maybe one day he'll be able to play like that, like Andrew does in the in the trio. <laughs> that was so amazing. Thank you for sharing that. We're gonna put the link to the video in the show notes so that everyone can watch the video because the the video is really great too. Like, did someone film it for you professionally? Yeah, they oh. they show the cellist and the violinist up close, but they never showed you up close. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they always don't show the pianist. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging the existence and importance <laughs> of pianist. Appreciate that, Lara. So let me share a little bit about this video project. So it was inspired by pandemic because we couldn't have any. Live performance last summer. We still want to premiere this piece in in a nice way. Usually, it's premiered in a live concert and with announcement. So we thought maybe a well edited and choreographed video would do the piece justice. So we rented the Ernest Palmer Studio down in the Distillery District, and we had three cameras set up. Actually, sorry, four. So two stationary and then two handheld. So Andrew's wife and my husband, they were the excellent videographers. So they each held handheld camera and walk around. And the reason they couldn't quite get as many shots of the pianist is because if they walk too close, they will be walking into the frame of the other yes. two stationary cameras. So, or if they walk too close, their reflection will be seen on the piano. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it was easier to get closer to the strings action.、It、was really cool, right, to see the different techniques they were doing. Yeah.、And、after that, yeah, we edited for a lot. It was a lot of footage. Yeah. Yes, but it was a lot of fun putting it together, and the change of angle maps the the change in the music. Yes, it follows who's playing the important line. That's really cool. Me and my brothers make movies all the time.、Mm-hmm. Uh, at least we try to. On your phone or. Yeah, on our phones because we have we have live.、Mm-hmm. So we're we we did I think so far two movies,、yeah. maybe three. Wow, very fun. Yeah, and like there's one where on, on the day it snowed a lot. It was like to my to my knees snow. So we like I went outside and I and I like just went around with no gloves with my phone filming <laughs> my brother. And it was actually really hard. I think I nearly tripped at one point、oh. with the camera on. <laughs> Oh yeah, because you were focusing, looking on at the screen, right? Yeah, not looking down the, on the road. Yeah. Wow.、Mm, like really, really hard to get everything in because like I was running around. I am wondering if now would be a good time to play the game of opera or cheese. 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 Opera or cheese? Opera or cheese? Opera or cheese? Would you like to play opera or cheese? <laughs> yes! Yay! <laughs> so I will say a word, just a random word. It's probably I don't know French or something. We'll probably be in a different language, but it might be in English. Okay. Yeah. Zara's gonna read it. There,、okay. there was one down here. There, there was one.、Oh, don't say them. Don't say them. There, there was one that like didn't sound 
anything like it. And what happens after you read the words, Zara? You'll try to guess if it is a if it is a name of a certain some certain kind of opera or if it is a kind of cheese. Oh. I bought some of all cheese. You pick all the delicious names that tried to confuse me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that, that, that's what I tried to do yesterday. I, picked, I mean, last time I picked a cheese that that sounded like an opera. Nobody yeah. thought it was. Yeah, it was a good one. Oh, okay, I got a good one. All right, Bay Dormant Death Cats. Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> if it's cheese, it's a fancy cheese. With such yeah, a read name. it again. Let's yeah, read it again. A Bay Dormant Death Cats. It's spelled cats. C A T S. Oh. Very want, interesting. It's like half French, half English. Right. Do I? Do you go first or I go first? You go first. You go first. I want to see an opera. Okay. What do you? I am torn. I I think I think it I think it's an opera. Cheese. It's a oh cheese. My oh my goodness! I almost guessed cheese, and I was like, <laughs> no, it can't. That can't be a cheese. It would have the word oh, cat. Would cat? <laughs> Can I see it? Um, I wonder if oh, cat. Abbe du Mont des Cas. Oh. I think it is French. Okay. All right. Maybe someone needs to write an opera with that title. Yeah, that would be. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it does. The last word is cats. I hope that's not a typo. And I hope it's a delicious cheese. Okay, next one. You have to pick some composers. Either number two or number three has to be a composer because, or both, because this is a, a music podcast after all. <laughs> Aradne off Nexos. Aradne off Nexos. Nexo sounds like it could be an opera to me. Yeah, opera. I feel you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's, why, yeah. that's why I always pick cheeses because you, you all, you all, if it's an opera, you can get it right because we oh, yeah. know some operas. Yeah, that's why I know cheeses, but the cheeses are not musical. They just are in there to trick us. Oh, Berlat Savarin. Berlat Savarin. That sounds like an opera to me. Maybe it is. I feel like you're misleading. I us. like yeah. <laughs> I think so too. But I'm gonna go with cheese this time. I think it's a cheese too. It's just like, is it right? Scottish feet. <laughs> you don't. You shouldn't say anything because you you kind of tricked us that time. You're trying to oh, trick us. There's a cheese called Stinking Bishop, which is Stinking Bishop. Yeah. Oh. oh. I yeah. That I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't give an opera that title. It won't won't sell very well. <laughs> no one will buy tickets for no. opera. Well, thank you so much. Well, what do you think it is? Stinking cheese? Is it like stinking a blue bishop. cheese? It's a it's a cheese, right? What's stinking bishop? Is it cheese? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Cheese opera opera cheese opera or cheese. Goodbye, everybody. Listen, well, to well, we're done. Quite done. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Felix. Can you tell us? Where we can learn more about you. Oh yes, thank you again for having me. You can check www.jialiangpiano.com, and you will see my updates and more projects that I recently did by myself or with my friends, including the Bedford Trio. And if you want to learn more about the trio, you can check out www.bedfordtrio.com. Amazing, and I think you have a performance coming up. Is that right? In March. Yes. So it was originally scheduled for January fifteenth, and、mm. of course we knew everything was canceled. So we are actually making a documentary about behind the scene 
because Ooh. this concert will feature Catherine's piece that you just heard part of it. Oh, I'm so glad I chose that one to listen to then. And the rest of the program was also specially written for us. So we are very, very lucky and honored to have a little library that belongs to us. That is so special. Yeah, we've been working with university students and high school students, student composers. So we feel a lot of the works deserve to be heard. And we also invited visual and digital artists to work with us. So each piece is paired with some kind of digital and visual art. That is amazing. Yeah, we want to create some kind of immersive experience for our audience in March. Amazing. So we will share in the show notes and on social media all of the information that you need dear listeners, to get immersed in the Immersed concert. Immersed, yeah, and that's the title of the concert, Immersed. Perfect. And that's by the Bedford Trio. Thank y'all. And And we are going to end the podcast. Thank you so much for being with us here today. This was so fun. We'll invite you to the concert so that you can see all the actions up close. That would be amazing. And that's it for today's episode of Catch Kids Music. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kids Cue the Music. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on iTunes and follow us on social media at Lane School of Music. I'm Zara Lane. And I'm Rebecca Lane. See you next time on Kids Cue the Music. Thank you.